Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
Greenwich was shot today as police arrived to investigate two grisly murders. They say the women's feet were sewn together at the bottom of some doors to avoid mere images of each other. An old darkness can be the deadliest of poisons, soaking up shadows unbroken by purifying daylight, mixing with the silence of unseen eyes, and filling up with fears that cannot abide the light. It was just such a darkness that spilled from behind the morgue door, proving my sister's words correct for the second time. The toxic gloom drowned out my silence and entered the pores of my body, leaking into the secret spaces of my mind, flooding horrible memories out of their hidey holes, causing them to crush themselves against the bars of their cages. In that rising tide of contaminated darkness, I could sense toothsome nightmares. They were like deep-sea horrors called up from the sunless depths of my thrashing, bleeding memories. The unearthly pitch respected no boundary, allowing things that normally speak only from behind the veil of sleep to communicate directly with the waking. You've left nightmares behind from your last visit, little artist. They've grown enormous and terrible in your absence, and they would just love to see you again. Something immediately began pushing into my mind. At the same time, a physical presence drew close to me, reaching out. Despite my best efforts, I began to fall beneath the onslaught of invading dreams. Yet, just before I had completely relented, my father stepped in front of me. His rage crashed down upon the attacking shadow and the physical body it cast, eliciting some of the most magnificent shrieks I've ever heard. Yet, they were quickly silenced by my father's booming voice. What a wonderful place of yours! This city, so full of dreams that bleed, and scream, and die. As the bellowing axe fell, it cleaved into flesh, bone, and noxious darkness. My father's laughter chased the inhuman screams into endless depths somewhere beyond the collapsing nightmare. With the gloom destroyed, I could see clearly the most conspicuous contents of the room. The sundered body of one of the quartet of women. She had the expressionless eyes of a bird. Her mouth outlined her last cracked breath, not an unholy wail that rattles bones and lashes shadows into frenzy. Of course she had died long before I'd even entered the room, and had been unceremoniously stuffed into a body bag. It was not her that had absorbed my father's fury, but that which she had carried. The woman's womb was filled with something gigantic and inhuman. Her lower torso was so incredibly bloated that it had burst the plastic confines of the body bag. The corpse of the unborn thing inside her was a dark art piece of hideous departures from human anatomy, and was pushed so tightly against the woman's skin that the finest details of the being could be seen quite clearly. 
The creature was easily the size of a small bear. One of its claws extended out toward me, stretching flesh far beyond its normal limits. Most noteworthy was the creature's man-trap of a mouth, a cavernous maw filled with serrated, dimly glowing hooks. It was frozen around the last otherworldly note of a scream no human vocal cords could produce. Within seconds, the thing pent tightly behind dead flesh disappeared, leaving behind what looked like an emptied, bloodied sack made from so much baggy skin. Again, I could hear an invisible endlessness swallowing. This time the consumption was far less dramatic, accompanied only by the sound of soft thuds as the cold flesh occasionally struck the sides of a pit, plunging down into infinity. It seemed the rumors I'd heard were correct. When caught sleeping in New Victoria, men were stolen away by their nightmares, while women gave physical birth to them. I grew annoyed at my father's impatience, denying me the sight of a nightmare breaching sleep. Yet that was my father's way, always overzealous when killing was required. Still, just before my father had broken the grip of the memory-turned-nightmare, I glimpsed something faintly visible against the blank backdrop of forgotten things. The lost memory of my childhood had ever so briefly revisited my waking recollection. Endless lines of small cages filled with children, some long dead, and others insane and grinning. Still others were staring at me through eyes choked with ice and murder. As I looked over the hazy fragment, I could feel my family's collective gaze burning into me. So I gently set the memory down and watched it sink into oblivion. The rest of the room was decorated with a normal assortment of mildew, dust, and shadows one would expect to find in any abandoned, demon-haunted morgue. With nothing else to command my attention, I reversed my course. Wrapping the newly liberated shadows tightly around myself and stepping into my fog of silence, I retreated up the stairs, possessed of more wisdom than when I had descended. The shadows of the first floor had come alive with a tangible vigilance, and I could hear the breathing of countless sleepers tucked away into the strangest places. Heating vents, under floorboards, and all the smallest places one would never think to find a body. The massive collection of sleeping minds undoubtedly merged their dreams together to form a great passage that projected well beyond the traditional limits of human sleep, emptying into lands where the oldest earthly darkness constituted only the freshest topsoil, where man's darkest dreams were prey to the slightest of beasts. Having satisfied my curiosity, as much as was healthy at least, I put aside my search for the strange women and renewed my quest for insight into my wolf-haunted dreams. I decided to move by rooftop, and so made my way to the top of a hospital. Along the way, I snatched small glimpses into a number of the hospital rooms I passed. Each room was like a separate image cast by a magic lantern show from hell, glowing and demonic subject to the wicked whims of an unseen claw that turned the faces of the lantern. As I neared the top of the building, I foolishly loosed a smile, causing my sisters to erupt into terrifying laughter. My sisters have always found my face, when broken by a crooked smile, a most amusing sight.
no doubt inspired by my sister's insistent laughter. A pounding rhythm of heavy feet began to shake the floor beneath me as something closed upon me from behind. I tried to quicken my pace, but my sister's laughter was contagious, and soon I was so heavy with mirth that I tumbled to the floor. The joy of running through a solid nightmare, raised from the depths of alien dreams, was simply too much for me to contain. My father was not amused. This is no laughing matter, but a hungry wolf come to cross your name off its list. Rise up and kill, you idiot boy. My father was right. The footsteps quickly vanished into silence as flashing blades began hissing through the shadows of my body. Still, I couldn't stop laughing. My fist exploded across lips and teeth, ruining all, sending their owner soaring into a wall. You see, I was designed to be a monster among men, with strength second to none. Even without my family, I am capable of imparting that dark lesson which is always destroyed in the learning. This fact doesn't stop my family from testing my mettle from time to time. But on this occasion, my family was content to stand back and watch as the wolf and I came together in a tempest of fists and knives. I rather admired this killer following me as he had into a city far deadlier than his quarry, stalking me through the halls of a nightmare-haunted hospital. I almost thanked him for joining me, but my name was blazing across his murder list, and he would only stop after my death, or his own. Unfortunately for him, my death wasn't a feat he could manage, even in a city where dreams have the preternatural tendency to come true. I caught the killer by his forearms and squeezed. His own unready eyes snapped like dry twigs, and his knives fell from his vanquished hands. The wolf was unfazed, however, somehow breaking free and thrusting his heavily booted foot squarely into my face. Yet my body was chiseled from unfiltered purpose, and blows from even the greatest beast would not immediately prevail against it. Suddenly the wolf wrapped his shattered arms around my midsection, and in a display of exhilarating desperation and strength, lifted me into the air and smashed us both through the nearby window. A cool wind, the bottomless night, the weightless blood and glass that caught the moonlight, the raging wolf himself, gifts, all. Our long descent ended violently atop a large rooftop. Debris and blood rained down around us, the fallout from a beautiful dream. I rose to my feet, but the poor wolf would never rise again. The sight cut me deeper than his knife ever had. Finally, I stopped laughing. The din of battle fled the darkness, and I recovered the remaining names I had inherited from the dead hunter's murder list. I looked into the night. It was thinly pierced by the tiny amber lights of distant glowing windows. What power or device illuminated the rooms behind those windows I could not say. They shined like gentle stars made from the calm of autumn, and the moon, while visible, seemed restrained by the city's darkness. Only the dimmest light drifted down to the world below. As I took in these exquisite sights, the wind grappled with my coat and snatched at my hair and beard. I took a deep breath, wondering if I inhaled air or darkness. A slightly elevated rooftop hung nearby, well within range of a spirited leap. So I climbed into the night. 
I managed an impressive height by means of scaling lift-ups, yet I soon reached the apex of my ascent. My destination was visible at this vantage, a distant and nearly collapsed apartment high-rise. Traveling the open streets was too risky an alternative, so I decided to find another way across to the next building. After I quietly laid my shoulder into it, the rooftop door opened with a small pop. The tiny noise flitted down the narrow stairwell and would have gained the hallways below had it not been for my expanding silence. I descended to the first stairwell door, entering the hallway of the 14th floor. The passage was dark and utterly quiet, so I crept along like a spider, plucking at the shadows, testing the way ahead. Suddenly, the sound of a cracking whip exploded into the hallway. A few seconds later, a pulsing amber light made its way into the darkness of the corridor, emerging from an open doorway several apartments away. I could detect something advancing beneath the silence, displacing shadows as it moved. Sidestepping into the apartment next to me, I disappeared into the null of forgotten places. Music of some sort began to melt out of the air, blowing softly across the hallway and into my hiding place. The lights in the hall turned on and dimmed to the weakest orange glimmer, soon followed by the lights inside the apartment I occupied. Eager to see what would come next, and with my silence wrapped securely around me, I took the most comfortable seat in the room and waited for whatever was to happen. The music became almost tangible, forming a kind of transparent membrane that settled across the room, invading everything. The light itself blended into the mysterious composition as the waxen wane of the tender illumination transitioned into floating, glowing notes. The cadence of my breathing merged into the developing harmony, and the movement of my very thoughts dissolved into nothing more than an accompanying rhythm. I was being absorbed into the music. I tried to think past the horde of deadly sounds, but every new thought became a note within the growing storm of voracious melodies. My only hope was the quiet. I could feel the hungry music trying to master and devour it. But my silence was unyielding. That area of the contest became the focus of my attention. I listened as I never had before, to a silent song only I could hear. Suddenly the hungry sounds vanished from the room, moving past me down the hall, still eating away at the world by means of the most beautiful music. With the nightmare music gone, I slipped from the room and re-entered the hallway, approaching the apartment where the unearthly music seemed to have come from. I took to the deepest shadows, minding my every movement, yet I couldn't resist peering as far into the room as I could. The apartment was filled with rusted musical instruments. They were suspended from the walls by large hooks, strung with glistening webs of what seemed to be saliva. Sitting in the middle of the room was a man sharply dressed in the dusty apparel of an orchestra conductor. Instead of a conductor's baton, his right hand held what appeared to be a lion tamer's whip. He was apparently sound asleep bearing the signature features of a man afflicted with the advanced stages of the infamous sleeping sickness. His eyes were completely sealed shut, so much so that there was no distinguishing the fact that eyes had ever occupied the unbroken expanses of smooth skin that now lay placid and pale above his cheeks. He sat disturbingly still, only occasionally whimpering a muted cry in his sleep. Yet the pathetic sound seemed to come from an impossible distance, buried somewhere deep within the man. 
as if he were crying out from the yawning depths of a deep black pit. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 